Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Mike, and welcome to Prime Picks, the podcast where we talk about movies and shows from Amazon Prime, the dark horse of streaming sites out there. We're talking about included with Prime. We're not talking about buying or renting. And folks, we got a good episode here. Uh, we're going to take a page right out of a book and stick it onto the screen to see if it sticks. And for this episode, I have the great David B. Hey, David B. How's it going, dude? Oh, man. Great. More like the somewhat passable. Okay, David B. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> Not much, man. Man, I was just, you know, this new podcast on the Merc feed all about Prime. And I was just like, dude, you got to come on to talk about a movie on Prime. Mm. Yeah, take a little, I mean, a little pull behind the curtain. We have been taking a little break from our other podcast but this is a nice like range yeah a, a nice like a uh, like a side morsel or whatever i don't know what the word is but like a little bite just a little snippet you know um we'll promote that podcast i'm still editing those but uh we'll uh we'll promote that at the end for sure but so i kind of had a cycle going with like picking titles that people can passionately talk about the last episode was sarah she picked hooked and it was the first time seeing it and i was like sarah you're supposed to talk, talk about a movie you've seen before but she's like oh i'm talking about something i haven't seen before and of course i was saving amazon originals for a different cycle but you know what david b broke the rules which rules are meant to be broken on this podcast of course so the amazon original we're talking about is tom clancy's without remorse yeah well, when you when you initially like asked me to do this, like that was like immediately the first movie that popped up in my head, and that's perfect. probably probably because it was like the last thing I watched on Amazon. Ah, uh, okay. You know, usually, usually, and I don't know, like usually, if I'm going to like a specific service like Amazon or say Netflix or even HBO Max or Disney, mm -hmm. like I go in there with the expectancy to like watch their products. You know what I mean? Right. So I'll if, okay. if I'm like going to Netflix, I'll watch like either Netflix stand-up specials or Netflix TV series or a Netflix movie. If I'm going to HBO Max, obviously I'm going to watch like the Warner Brother films and their special like series. So like with Amazon, it's it's very rare I watch just like a a movie on there. It's almost always I'm checking out something that Amazon Studios made. Mm -hmm. Like with like with the boys and like and now this movie and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. sorry I broke the rules essentially. Nah, that's fine. I just I sometimes you have a plan with a podcast, you go want to start to do something in, in a certain order, but you know, Sarah broke the rules last time and I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm just laying all hell broke loose and we'll just I'll let the guest do whatever. So which I've already been doing so far on this podcast. So before we go into the deep depths of this film, uh let's talk about Tom Clancy. Yes, let's. Have have you read any Tom Clancy novels? Oh, I've read a few. I've read um Patriot Games. I've read Without Remorse. I've read uh, oh. Rainbow Six. I read. Well, I started reading some of All Fears. I never finished it, but I, I've read a few. Not 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 all of them, but I've read a few. Okay, okay, because I'm a, I'm familiar with Tom Clancy. I've not read his stuff. I'm I know his work for Jack Ryan, the, the film series that alone. Um. I guess I don't know his other works. And so this one kind of fell under the rug for me, just like I didn't realize who this was as uh, for John Kelly, the character leading into Rainbow Six and other mm -hmm. films. 
our other books. Um, this film in particular was actually in development in developmental hell for so long. Yep. Um, because as soon as the the novel was published, published the rights for the film was picked up right away to make a movie. Yeah, like immediately was picked up, and then they they just never made the movie. It just there's so much. Um, I can actually run through what uh, we could have had um, instead of Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Savoy Pictures bought it for two point five million dollars, and I've never heard of this company. But they've made films like A Bronx Tale, No Escape, Last of the Dogmen, and Surreal Mom. I don't know those films. Maybe A Bronx Tale at most. But um, first was Keanu Reeves was offered for the role for $7 million, but denied it. Then uh, it was supposed to come out December 1995. Fast-tracked after John Milius joined the production with the intent to write and direct the film. And working close with uh, Tom Clancy. Then eventually, I think Variety Magazine reported that Lawrence Fishburne and Gary Sinise was attached to star. Production was later shut down for script problems and financial woes under the production company. Uh, then, yeah, like I said, development to hell for years until Christopher McQuarrie signed on with Paramount Pictures to direct the adaptation in 2012. Tom Hardy was approached by Paramount to play Kelly, and Kevin Costner would reprise his role as the mentor William Harper from another Clancy-based film, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Uh, but this version did not happen. Because uh, no, that, that, that Jack Ryan bombed considerably mm-hmm. and very much so but then uh it's 2017 uh then we get this new um uh, well yeah 2017 they announced they were to produce another filmation which was rainbow six and then 2018 michael b jordan was announced to play the character for the two-part film series so this is we're getting we're it's tease at the end for rainbow six which i almost missed the, the mid credit scene, I was like, wait, there's a mid credit scene in this film? What the fuck? But yeah, we, uh, they filmed it, and it got pushed back around because of COVID. So it filmed in 2019, supposed to come out in 2020, but got pushed back to 2021. Um, yeah. Paramount, actually, Amazon bought it from Paramount, and they just uh, released it there. Yeah, it's so, it's so, so you mentioned, like, the early films, the Jack Ryan series with, like, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin, but most notably Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan and like Clear and Present Danger and Patriot yep. Games. Um, yep. In the novels, because the what the main character for like Tom Clancy is Jack Ryan, but his like second main character has always been uh, John Clark or John Kelly. Um, right. And in the Jack Ryan series, he's always the guy that's kind of getting shit done in the background. He's the he's the operative, whereas like Jack Ryan's always been like a legitimate analysis like he just like he crunches numbers he's a he's a desk geek and all that stuff um obviously with the new iterations in the jack ryan series jack ryan he's yeah he's like the desk jockey but he's also like an operative which i mean i get it but at the same time like jack ryan's never really been the guy to like fight like he doesn't he doesn't really get his hands dirty in that sense you know what i mean like and that's kind of what I initially miss about Harrison Ford's Jack Ryan films, because he he plays that in the movie where he's like he's very he's clearly like a very smart guy, but he doesn't really like get his hands dirty. He doesn't really know how to fight, 
if in those movies, you know what I mean? Like his fighting skills are kind of messy. Whereas like obviously in the new show, he's like very like, oh, I was in the military and I've done shit, but it was never like that in the books. Now that being said, the reason I'm saying that is because this without remorse very clearly ties into the Jack Ryan series, right? The Jack Ryan, oh, the Jack, they try to make the, the Tom Clancy universe with Jack Ryan out of the shadows or whatever it's called. That movie bombed. So they were like, oh crap, what do we do? And then they just kind of like rebooted everything, make the Jack Ryan series. And now with that series being moderately successful, we can say, right? It's, it's, it's a hit for Amazon, I would say. Uh-huh. They, they finally greenlit without remorse. Now, I've always been a John Clark guy. Because okay. he's the, he's he's the action hero. He's the one that gets to go out and do shit, kill people, be crazy, murderous. You know what I'm saying? Like, so my favorite book that I've read of Tom Clancy is Rainbow Six, and I I knew, like, we won't get Rainbow Six unless we get Without Remorse, and um, I was very excited about this film, like, because I actually I like the book too. It's probably like my third favorite novel of of the Jack uh the Tom Clancy novels I read. All right, but. I've always been a, a John Clark guy. So that being said, like, uh, I don't, and I've had this conversation a lot with like other people. I don't know if the film works with the Jack Ryan series, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just jumping into it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you had huh? some shit to do, but you said organic. So fuck it. Here we are. I don't, I don't know if this version of John Clark works with the new version of Jack Ryan. And the reason for that is Jack Ryan is the analysis, but he also gets his hand, his hands dirty. So what's kind of the point of John Clark in this universe? Because John Clark in the novels has always been the guy you send him to, like, interrogate people and, like, you know, go into the war zone and what have you. But in the new in the new modern Tom Clancy-verse, Jack Ryan does that shit, too. So it's like, so what's kind of the point of bringing John Clark in, really? And the movie never explicitly say that's all in the same universe, but it's kind of clearly all in the same universe. You know what I mean? Like... Uh-huh. They don't hide away from like like the the Greer and without remorse isn't the same Greer from Jack Ryan, whereas like in the novels it was the same Greer throughout all the novels. You know what I mean? It's like very clear, like oh, and then she mentions it to like oh my uncle or whatever. And it's like oh okay yeah all right. So, anyways, I'm jumping all over the place because uh, that's how my brain works. But oh, uh, that's how those, this podcast is formatted. It's jumping all over. The place. <laughs> but I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm curious to know if after you have any more notes, you want to mention what you thought about it. So I'll shut up. No, no, it's fine. Uh, so, I uh, yeah, this just I don't know. I started watching it, and I it, it was kind of weird because it was like. At first, I was having sound issues. Like maybe it was me, maybe it was the film because the sound design actually is, is pretty decent. Like you can hear, like the explosions in the background, pretty nice. In those set pieces, you hear like the muffled of the silencer of the guns. It was like whoa, whoa, whoa! It's in my ears. What the hell's going on? These the action scenes here. And at first, like the audio is like muffled at the beginning for some reason. I don't know, but it took me a while to get into it, and it's very typical it's like your typical uh revenge story of someone oh no they killed somebody and we have to get revenge on whoever killed that someone uh very cookie cutter but i guess i've not read the source material so i don't know how it goes in the novel um fun thing about prime video that i've noticed is that 
underneath the watch now button on your browser that uh, says read the novel that inspired the film you can click on it it'll direct you to the novel page to for you to buy it so um and it does have the michael b jordan cover on the without remorse if you want to buy and read the book i checked it i was like oh okay okay so can i interject <laughs> go ahead so you you mentioned something and it's a valid point that it's like a very click cutter kind of revenge thriller right mm-hmm. which is which is a fair assessment for this movie coming out in this time but when this book came out, when the novel came out, and I, uh, I think the novel came out 1980, oh, 1993. 1993, it's almost been 30 years. Yeah, like, this book was, like, revolutionary. Like, like this type of, like, yeah. and so if anyone who reads Tom Clancy, like, Tom Clancy goes into some serious, logical, legit detail about how you could possibly go about getting revenge in this type of scenario. Like, like the way he writes his books are super realistic and detailed. So when this book comes out, and this and it is a revenge thriller book, like it's very believable and it's very like, oh shit, this is crazy. And at the time, it wasn't cookie cutter. It was kind of revolutionary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, because the movie is coming out thirty years after the fact, like of course, like yeah, every every other movie is inspired by this book. And now that we get the book, you know, the beginning of it, everyone's like, oh, this is, this is just like every other film. Like, and then also to you, oh, God. And then <laughs> this is why I want to talk about the film. And then also to you mentioned how, like, the wife and stuff, like, that was completely changed compared to the novel. In the novels, the wife dies in a car accident. Like, it's completely by chance. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn. This is, where, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, John Clark, after his wife dies in a in a car accident, like he has like somehow he has a private island, so he kind of secludes himself in that private island because he's depressed and shit. And during one of his like uh, mainland visits, he runs into this prostitute. And long story short, he kind of saves her from like her hooking ways takes her to the island, rehabilitates her, and then they fall in love. So he's kind of on the rebound. And then they go back to the main island because they need to get supplies. And on their visit back, she gets killed. And that's what kind of like, that's like the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's when he starts going on his revenge tour in the book. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. They completely changed the whole wife dying by car accident, right? Mm-hmm. They completely changed, obviously, because you can't have Michael B. Jordan falling in love with a prostitute. <laughs> right, right. He's so like, I'm all you're going to do that. Fuck that shit. They completely changed that. So I, I, I get why they did it. Like, oh, they, they made it personal with the wife and stuff. That being said, it does kind of feel like the name of the t- of the title of the of the movie slash novel kind of loses its meaning. The whole without remorse thing, it, it should just be called vengeance at that point. Like the whole like without remorse is like is like John Clark in the novel uh, John Kelly at this point in the mm-hmm. novels was such a broken man after the loss of his wife. He found some glimmer of hope, right, and someone else who was broken. So there's this kind of like this beautiful like two people, two broken people, kind of helping heal each other. 
right? And then that gets snuffed from him as well. And that's kind of like, he just goes fucking bananas and just starts like on his revenge. And I, I kind of miss that extra emotional impact in the film. Not to say that like, obviously like they made the wife pregnant and then all that stuff. Of course, that's going to be emotional too. But it's like, it's, it's the same way where it's, this is where I clearly like, this is where I go like movies are influenced by this book. It's the same way how in like John Wick, when his wife dies, he's just mm-hmm. a broken man. He gets uh-huh. the dog. It's kind of a glimmer of hope. And then that dog gets taken away from him. And he and he basically has his John Clark moment where he's like, I'm going to go on revenge now. But it's very clearly people are not, aren't going to think that's John Clark, that that's John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Because unless you're familiar with the book, you don't connect the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I, I could understand. Yeah. I mean, Michael B. Jordan in this, he does a good job in the role. Like, the the emotional he like he very emotional he just he and the way he acts like it is you can see that raw potential in the character like i'm like holy shit he's acting his heart out in this it's, it's a good performance i i've loved him in this film he does a great job in it yeah i think i think for for what it's worth and the and the, the script he's given he does a fantastic job i have no qualms with with Michael B. Jordan, I like him. So, I mean, he'd been Chuck Clark. I was like, oh, that's cool. I can, I can get behind that. He, okay. I think I'm noticing a pattern with Amazon here. Amazon seems to cash in on spy thrillers a lot. They love their spies. There's mm-hmm. so much spy material for movies and shows that Amazon picks up. I mean, whether it's their own or not, like this is they picked the rights up to distribute this and just put their name attached to it, you know, and there's other stuff on Amazon prime, like, you know, like we mentioned, Jack Ryan is on your Amazon original, but um, another one that's on here uh, that has almost the same effect is the Americans from FX. It's on prime actually right now. And I kind of do that podcast on my network with the Josh who produces these podcasts on this network. Uh, deep undercover. We're talking about that show, and both the Americans and this movie have kind of a thing with you know the Russians, and kind of like having a all-out war. You know, mind you, the Americans started in the '80s. You know, this is like current day. I noticed this. It, they filmed it in 2019. It's set in 2019 because you know at the end of the film, uh, it shows the date of 2019 on something that. Um, Fucking, I'll say spoilers because this film came out earlier this year. Spoilers. Um, yeah. On the graves at the end when they show the wife's grave and, of course, his grave at the end, you see 2019. I'm like, oh, okay, it's said in 2019. It's not 2020. Even though in the big credit scene, you cut a year later, which is 2020, and they're like, hey, I'm going to start a team called Rainbow. But I'm just saying that, um, can we just leave the Russians alone? They, they, <laughs> it, 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 they, Americans, and even like spy thrillers, they always use Russians for everything since the Cold War. Like, I can understand if you want to do like a period piece in the eighties or even like earlier to the Cold War, that's fine. But this is like current day, twenty nineteen, and you, I mean, I know you're trying to adapt this book in minor day. You gotta have somebody to be the enemy. Fuck it. Go for the Russians. I don't care. But this is just like, I'm watching this. I'm like, Russians? Again? I know. 
I know, and that's kind of the bummer about why, it, like, uh, which it it makes me so scary because I want a Rainbow Six movie so bad. More than a Rainbow Six movie, I want a Rainbow Six fucking miniseries because I think that miniseries would fucking rock. Um, but we we have to understand too is in the novel, John Clark is like an ex Vietnam vet, and in the novels, like um, instead of going instead of going to Russia, he goes to Vietnam. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, it is still like the the KGB is still involved and what have you, but right. like yeah, uh, obviously I like. I like the twist in this film where, like, the whole time it was the U.S. just trying to, like, fuck shit up and, like, just uh, vehemently lie to just be like, yeah, wartime is when we make our most profit. Which, I mean, historically speaking, if you look at the most mm-hmm. prosperous times in the United States, it's, it's usually been when we're at war. So it, it kind of, like, I, 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 I appreciate that. And, it, again, it goes into the context of, like, the book. Because in the book, there is there is a mole, and in the book, it's the National Security Advisor. So it's, like, it's very modern. Obviously, like, the Russians, like, I get it, but at the same time, it was like, oh, they weren't really our enemies at all. It was all just bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate... Right. Yeah, that, that they, twist that, did come up. Yeah. I appreciate that they, they, they still kept kind of, like, that twist from, like, the book. Instead of it being, like, oh, it's the Vietnam, it's, it's, it's in Vietnam, and it's the Russians. It's like, no, it's actually the U.S. just yeah, bullshitting you. He's a shit crap. It's the US. I mean, uh, for that reason, for that reason, I think like that twist, if you're not familiar with the book, I think that twist is worth the price of admission. Yes, it is kind of set up as like a very like run of the mill, always oh, revenge story. But like eventually, like it does kind of lead into like this whole like national conspiracy in the United States and all this mm-hmm. stuff where it, if, if, I don't know, I feel like the twist paid off. And then the emotional growth of, 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 John Clark, or technically speaking, still John Kelly. He's not John Clark till the end. But the emotional payoff also for Kelly at the end, too, I think is really badass. Also, I like that, you know, Michael B. Jordan isn't afraid to look weak in the film. Like, he looks badass when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he gets his ass fucking rocked in this film, which I like. Mm-hmm. That, that harkens back to, like, old school action heroes of, like, Indiana Jones getting beat up and just being, like, overwhelmed you know what i mean like uh uh bruce willis and like the diehard films like being overwhelmed but over you know overcoming the odds at the end despite you know it costing you nearly your life you know what i mean it's not like these modern action heroes where it's like nothing happens to them there's not a scratch on him like no offense to the rock i love the rock but you'll never see the rock get his ass kicked in the movies he's always the one doing the ass kicking like he and he never gets a scratch so i kind of appreciate michael b jordan being like we got to make sure like this guy gets his his world rock like m- emotionally and physically so yeah the other cast in here is pretty cool as well i mean michael teams up with jamie bell again since fan four stick <laughs> um i did not li- like starting out ritter ritter was like i was like you piece of shit i hate you so much <laughs> that's kind of the point it's supposed to it's supposed to like be a curve for the yeah. audience and then at the end, I was like, "Okay, I get, I can understand what Ritter was doing." Okay, I, I, I was like, "Okay, you, you turned out not that bad, not that bad." He's man. not, he's not a bad guy. He's just, he's so calculated, it comes off as cold. But he's just, that's just the way his mind works. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the mind of like an anal- analysis like that, or like a CIA operative to, to just matter of fact. Yep. 
And then the other big name in here besides those two are um, Guy Pierce as the Secretary of Defense, um, Thomas Clay. And I was like, oh, he's God. I, I yeah, that twist was like really good at the end. And I love how just how Kelly was like he wants the information from him directly and he drives off with them <laughs> and just drives off a bridge and just give me a name. Give me your name. Pam. 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 And he drowns to death. Yeah, that that ending is pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> God, I was, was like, whoa. Dope. It was so man. But then the it does a thing where you see Michael B. Jordan underwater in the vehicle still, and it cuts to like there's there's a few moments, like maybe a couple times at most, where you see um Kelly like dreaming about his wife. There's mm-hmm. there's that one point as soon after the whole incident happens, he goes to the hospital. He's in the bed and he's like hooked up to everything. And I was saying, you say a dream sequence where they're in the woods and they're just like, you know, laying in bed or laying in the in the leaves. And all of a sudden, like a force of like just grabs her away and he's like freaking out in the hospital. Yeah, that was like a little like on the nose of like, oh, he's hurting for his wife. Like, yeah, no dir. But then at the end now, there's a sequence where he's underwater and then he's like, there's another kind of like dreamlike sequence where he's like by a campfire. It's like, is this heaven? And it's like, are you in heaven? It's like, no, I'm with you. And then, you know, it, then it cuts to like the, like a funeral or, a, you know, and then that's inter- intersectively because like, it was like, oh, oh, because you don't know if he dies or not. That's the thing. They, they, they like, then they switch is like, oh, this is how he survives that. And he, he, you know, records everything from the conversation they had with him. And it was just like, oh, that's fucking clever. Like editing in this film is kind of cl- in smart in ways to reveal things about the film and the story and the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I have not that much to add to that, but I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- but- also, too, I, I think for the thing from for me too, it's just I just know he lives. I read the book. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. I, I, I knew I knew there was a sequel too, and I was like, oh, duh, he has to live, obviously. But for those who like are just jumping into it without knowing nothing, it gives you it gives you a little moment like, oh, he could die right there without you know, until later they reveal it. The exactly. Yeah, there's there's. I mean, at the end, he goes underwater, but that's not the first time he goes underwater. Kelly goes underwater when they go on a mission back to Russia, you know, to figure out what's going on. And they're on a plane, and that that whole plane sequence, oh my god, that plane sequence is so good. It is so good. I I have never seen that before in a film. Like, you're inside that plane, you see it, like, go down, and all of a sudden, you're like, Kelly has to go get the gear and you see him actually going back and he go, goes underwater. You see him underwater. You see him like trying to breathe air with little pockets here and there. That whole sequence just blew my mind. Like that was a good sequence, how it's filmed. I love when they go underwater for movies. Like Michael B. Jordan, I don't know how long he holds his breath, but my God, <laughs> it felt like forever. You ever notice it now that you bring that up too, you notice how also we're introduced 
character coming up from water in the beginning of it. Oh. There's, there's three instances of him being, like, in water. Huh. Like he, com- he comes up from the water, right? And he's John Kelly. Oh, you're right. right. You're right. And then, and then in the very last scene where he, like, crashes into it, he comes out of that, right? And yeah. He's John, he's John Clark. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, your mind's blown, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit there. It's a nice little, like, you know, symbolic touch. I'm not. I'm not too mad at that. It's, no, it's a nice, it was, like, hmm. it was nice. It was just like, yeah, it kind of had like a theming going there for that. You know, the action's good. You know, the the gunplay, the fighting, the um, the warfare that happens. It's it's all good action. I I, it's not a bad action film to be honest. No. I've never I've, I haven't seen like a bad action film. This this is all sequenced nicely. It's it's not bad. Um. Shit, I almost forgot about uh, Victor. Victor in this film, played by Brett Gelman. He, mm-hmm. I recognized him right away because he's from Fleabag and um, Twin Peaks and Stranger Things. I was like, oh, that guy. And that suicide <laughs> explosion <laughs> from a bomb. There's a few bomb explosions in this film. And I was like, whoa, exploding much? Yeah, but it's kind of like the realism of the film in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just, I felt kind of like it got me thinking about like prime video or prime video itself, because mm-hmm. at first it felt like it, this felt like a direct DVD kind of movie, to be honest. Like it, it's, it's not that low quality, but it's like, it's something you could like, pick up at your local Walmart and be like, huh, without remorse, let me watch this, pop this in. It's like a typical action flick. And it got me thinking about Prime Video where they often produce kind of the same kind of feeling. It Like if you're watching a movie from Prime Video, if it's an action piece, it tends to feel like a, a, a B film directed DVD action film. And I felt like that for like the first act of it, at least in my opinion, until later on, I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. But it depends. I can, on... I can kind of agree with that. But I let me ask you this. Do you do you honestly think legitimately I'm asking this? Is that because of like it is a B movie or is it because of the very notion that it didn't get a theatrical release? It went straight to streaming because of that. Does it feel equivalent to like something going direct to DVD? You know what I mean? Like, is it really because it's genuinely a B movie, or is it because of the of the stipulations surrounding how the world got to view it? Uh, nowadays, like in this current environment of streaming, I, I, I it depends on the movie. Like sometimes, it's with Prime Video specifically. Like, if I watch like a Netflix film and it's action oriented, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like a B film, a B movie at all. It doesn't feel like it's a um something i could pick up at walmart for example um with prime video itself i'm just i always think about this because it's like it's i this is why i'm doing the podcast because this is the dark horse of all streaming sites because it's, it's very they do good quality stuff but yet that you can see like schlocky kind of films on this site mm-hmm. it's like you, you can dig deep enough and you find like what the fuck is this action film and you'd be like and I feel this is on par to what Amazon Prime is doing. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it's a diss against it. I'm just feeling like 
it does feel like a B movie in itself, like a typical, not low grade, but like the action film you typically see on the shelf. Like, but that's how I felt like from like the first chunk of it at least until I like realized like, okay, the production value is not that bad in comparison. And the story, despite um, it being quote cookie cutter nowadays, despite, you know, the novel being revolutionary in the nineties, I don't mind it. That that last like chunk of the film, just like in Russia, just like massively like, okay, all right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, and this is this is it's always weird with you because here we go. Okay, I, I kind of fell asleep during this film. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, it's the it's the it's a curse now. Every time, like, I, it's like every, there's like a few scenes where I kind of like dozed off for a second i was like oh whoa whoa and then and like an explosion would like would like wake me up for a second Jesus. But, but so i guess that kind of goes into the factor of what i think about this film what i mean what do you here's here's what i ask you for real for real because i know mm-hmm. this, is, this is great to know because you've read the material you know the character you know what the film is why do you like this film it's a good action film and like it reminds me of of the novel that I like. I mean, obviously, oh, this is such a cliche thing to fucking say, but obviously, like the novel's better mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously you you get more detail and what have you. There's only so right. much. There's material you have to take out and rewrite and re-edit to fit in the context of a of a film. But I mean, I like the movie. I think it's fine. Is it a is it like the greatest action film ever? No, but at the same time, too, I think historically speaking, like it deserves some sort of reverence for, yeah, the movie is not insanely original compared to every other movie that came out, but the source material it's based on is what kind of set off all the movies that came out right. after that time period. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and also, too, like, I, again, I really hope we get Rainbow Six. I want that so badly. It, I mean, I feel like they teased it at the end. I think. I mean, it would suck if they don't do it at this point, but I think, you know, Michael B. Jordan's under that contract because that's what he signed up for to do a two movie deal starting with this one. So, and and it's, it might be, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, here's what I want to say about the reception because this yeah. might factor into whether we get a sequel or not because yep. it doesn't look that good. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, it's 45% rotten. Um, Metacritic yep. is 41 Metascore. So it is just... But, I mean, IMDb, however, I mean, I think it's it's said like a 5.8 out of 10. So like a, like, it's, it's, like it's a the 6. Which it's, it's an a... average film for IMDb, but like the other two sites are just like in the, in the 40s. It was like, it was damn low. So... Um, and I've I've read some reviews. I, I can't understand what they're talking about, but I I can skip over that all that stuff they talk about. And I think some are like just like Michael like Michael B. Jordan does a great job. The action's like what it is, and then it's like the setup, the franchising of the damn film. And it was like that's the whole point of it. It was just like you're setting up a kind of a franchise, but you read up on your research. Uh, it's a two movie deal. I don't think there's going to be a third after Rainbow. Six, I doubt it. Depends. Six has to be 
like phenomenal, like super good to be like, what's the third movie we can make? That could be possible. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. Unfortunately, like I agree, I have to agree with everything you said. Like I I understand, and I'm clearly watching the film with like that nostalgia and reverence based on the novel. And but I could totally see how someone like you, like having no no history with the source material, how you could be like, ah, it's it's whatever. I I completely get it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the action is just the action scenes are well choreographed. Like, if you want to see good action, this is a film for it. And then, especially the underwater scenes, like with the airplane sequence, that's a good sequence to watch as well within the film. That's all I got, actually. Honestly, David, that's fine. I I wouldn't I wouldn't say this movie is like a like a D movie. It's it's very much like a like a C plus B minus film. I could I could easily say that, even though I love the source material. But there's like a lot of movies that are considered C B movies that I I love to death. So, okay. I mean, I find I I found it entertaining. Um, I watched it like three times. Um, won't watch it again anytime soon. I reckon, but yeah, if if anything, watch it for the action sequences. Watch it for Michael B. Jordan acting his ass off, and uh, watch it in hopes of getting a Rainbow Six movie, a good Rainbow Six movie, mm-hmm. like yeah. actually based on the on the source material Rainbow Six, because that book is. It's my favorite Tom Clancy book so far. And I haven't read all of his books, but like of the ones I've read, that one's like, fuck, that one's genius good. So, well, we come to the end of the show. And what I do at the end of every episode of Prime Picks is just like on Prime Video, you have a chance to rate and write a little blurb review about the film. So, David, out of five, what would you rate without remorse? I think I think I'd give it like a like a three point eight. Oh, okay. And and write a little review blurb about the film for our listeners. Movie is good. Action sequences are great. Michael P. Jordan's abs are fire. But with the fire emoji. Good. Um, I would tell you right now, um, I don't I haven't done this in the previous episodes, but I will say it for you in this episode going forward. Uh, you were pretty close to the actual customer reviews of the film title. Uh, there, there was 20,389 global ratings of this film. And they rated it, uh, it's all together, it's all culminated into a 3 out of 5 on Prime Video. Yeah, I can see that. It's a, I'm a little higher on it, so, but, yeah. Just, I mean, there's a lot of, 34% of the ratings are 1 stars. Uh, 38% of them are actually five stars. So actually people rated more at five stars than you did. Uh, Mm -hmm. For you, you're closer to four stars, Mm -hmm. uh, which is 9% of the ratings. So you're kind of in that ballpark there. So, but yeah, those, these reviews are (laughs) for the one star reviews. Oh my God, they're just horrible. Just like, it's awful. It's predictable, you know? And it's like shoving this political bullshit down our throats, man. Uh, whatever. I know, right? I was like, oh, only on Prime Video people were rating and talking about that shit. Yeah, that's um, that's Prime Pit. Um, check out Without Remorse if you can. It is available on Prime Video because it is an Amazon original. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So give it a chance if you want. Um, it's it's about average. I I I mean, I would give it. Yeah, it's in, like in the middle. It's like it's. I, I agree with. The, like most people it's like it's in the middle maybe a three maybe a four at most yeah 
So, David, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at davidbmusic 21 If you enjoyed this discussion I had with Mike, uh, he'll probably plug our podcast, but I also have another one called Speak Freely that I do with one of my oldest friends from high school. You can find that on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash, I think it's Speak Freely, I'm pretty sure. Speak Freely Pod. And uh, you can go listen to my music. I sh- do I do music. <laughs> I compose music. I I done did the musical things. <laughs> I done do 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 the musical I, things. I I uh, I done did the I done did the 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 notes and the I done did the 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 bilbity boops. Anyway, sorry. You <laughs> I had a serious brain fart there. Leave it all in. Don't edit this out. You can go stream my music, David B. Music, anywhere you stream music, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, since we're speaking about Amazon, Napster. I'm on Napster, surprisingly. And uh, yeah, and go check out some of the stuff I've written for the Movie Trivia Schmodown. If you love movies and you love trivia, go check out the Movie Trivia Schmodown. I think that's all the things I have to plug. Yes, good, good, good. Yes, I do want to say this on here. But first, before I do, you can always check out everything that is going on here at the Merc with the Movie Blog Network, at Movie Blog Merc on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, what have you. Find find us on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, there's a lot of good shows on here, like, oh, what a Marvel. We're covering a lot of Marvel shows. Uh, I'm going to tease on this episode. By the time you hear this episode, though, it might be out by then. Who knows, but uh, we have the variety show, radio show, Beyond the Screen come back. We're going to have that for you guys, and that should be fun, bringing the old crew back for that. And for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. I just tweet and post whatever I want, you know, movies, television, what have you, some kind of stuff like that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. I will see you next time when a crime pick has been made.